Welcome, Bible Rundown. Pastor David, Pastor Rob, we are so glad you're here with us today. Rob, I think if we're looking at this right, this is day 31. We've gone a whole month, first month in the books, 11 to go. Yeah, you, you should, if you're still with us, you should pat yourself on the back because this is a big deal to be one month into your reading plan and don't ever give up. Never give up, David. Keep it going. Keep it going. It's going to be worth it. And man, Rob, what a great passage today. And Exodus 25, 26, you know, when we were talking about it before we we came on to this, we were trying to think through how do we make these connections to the New Testament? And boy, Hebrews 9, we'll get there with chapter 26 in particular, but that just is like a commentary over this whole section. But before we get to 26 in the tabernacle, what do you see in 25? They're making these contributions towards the sanctuary that they're going to build. The Ark of the Covenant is instructed here. Table for bread, golden lampstand. How do we walk through the these beginning steps? Yeah, I want to I want to point out the verse 17. I think you have some some thoughts earlier, but we'll, we'll go to verse 17 where he talks about this mercy seat, and then later he says the the cherubim will spread their wings out above, overshadowing the mercy seat with their wings, their mm -hmm. faces to one another toward the mercy seat till the faces of channel be. And you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark and in the ark you shall put the testimony I shall give you. There I will meet with you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims that are, that are on, on the ark of the testimony, I will speak to you about all that I will command you in, in, in commandment for the people of Israel. I, I just think of this idea that God meets with us on the mercy seat. And on the mercy seat, the, the priest would go in and sprinkle the blood. And the blood would, would, would provide this atonement or, or, or propitiation, the the satisfaction of the wrath of God upon the mercy seat. And, and the picture here is, is that Jesus upon the cross, his blood is where we actually meet with God. We, we, God meets with us at the cross and he speaks to us there. And that's where we meet with him. What a picture of that mercy seat it is where God meets with us at the by the blood of Jesus at the cross. And, and this picture of God is so holy that the wings are covering his presence and God meets with us there. It's just an incredible picture, David. No, I'm, I'm with you. And, and yeah, I mean, earlier on, it's hard to, to not miss this, but when the Lord tells Moses to basically speak to the people and, and call out the ones that their heart is moving them to want to contribute to the work of this tabernacle and what they're going to do. And I think for us, I mean, the New Testament principle uh, is echoed in the same way through Paul when he talks about not feeling like we have to give as a command, right? We give from the overflow of our heart. And uh, just this principle of generosity that we see in the Old Testament, I think is huge. And, and you brought up early on, how did they 
get wealth or how did they receive some of the material things they're going to need to do uh, the construction on this temple? Well, well, God provided it by plundering the Egyptians, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's this, this ongoing theme that the Lord provides for his people and we freely give back to him uh, just as a, a sign, but even more than that, just a, an act of worship really is what giving is. And I think that's a beautiful thing here. But um, we see the golden lampstand, a lot of imagery here going back to the garden, right? Even the, the way the lampstand's constructed, it's got these almond blossoms and things that recall the garden imagery. But boy, the tabernacle is significant. Holy of holies, and then the most holy place separated by a curtain. What are we to make of, of all the different construction elements of the tabernacle itself. God God certainly has specific things that he wants to show in each and every piece of the tabernacle. I love how you have this this idea of the table for bread. This, mm-hmm. this idea of sitting with the Lord and feasting at the table with the Lord. And yesterday we we read that, right? Where where Moses and the 70 elders feasted at the Lord's table. What a, what a pre, what a sign, but you have this idea of feasting at the Lord's table, the golden lampstands, the light that's providing the light in the presence of God. And then you have the curtain, which I know you're going to want to talk about, but this curtain which has the cherubims on this 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 curtain and it's representative of the the garden of Eden, David, in which the cherubim with flaming swords guarded the garden they did not allow adam and eve to enter into the garden in the same way the holy of holies is 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 to be protected just as the garden was protected the presence of god was protected and we aren't allowed into the holy of holies so you want to speak on that yeah and and if you're listening to this with us Go to Hebrews 9 and just camp yourself there as you're walking through the construction of the tabernacle and seeing the system of sacrifices set up. It's the best commentary that we can get, and it really elaborates how is it directing our attention to Christ. But looking at Hebrews 9, uh, starting in verse 6, it's really speaking about the high priest was the only one that could go past this curtain, right, Rob? And only once a year on the Day of Atonement, which we haven't gotten there yet, that's going to be a significant event that we're going to see in the coming weeks as we continue through our Bible reading. But Jesus, the perfect high priest, once and for all, entered beyond the Holy of Holies through his death and his blood. He has totally cleansed and redeemed for himself a people securing for us eternal redemption, as we see in Hebrews 9, verse 12. And I think for us, just as we wrap up, when we see the tabernacle, we should immediately start to understand that this is pointing us to Christ, that this veil cannot be permanent, right? We talked about the garden imagery with the lampstand. God's desire is to be restored back into relationship with his people Christ is the one who's going to accomplish that. Hebrews 9 shows us how. Man, this is going to be exciting as we see the year unfold through Scripture. Any final thoughts? Yeah, let me just read one verse in Hebrews 9, verse 8. The Holy Spirit was showing by this that the way into the most holy place had not been disclosed as long as the first tabernacle was still functioning. Hmm. So Christ was the way in 
to the most holy place and the spirit showed us through faith in Christ. And so what a, what a beautiful picture all of these things are, are showing us. You don't want to gloss over these things in Exodus. Don't miss it. We'll see you tomorrow.